0: We are not called to tolerate. We are called to occupy until He comes. We're called to build God's house. We're called to move forward in the things of the Lord. In the New, or the King James version, in Luke nineteen thirteen, it tells us that we are to occupy until he comes we are not to shrink back we are not to be still we are not to go in hiding we are not to wait till this passes we are not to twiddle our thumbs and wring our our hands and wonder what in the world is happening. We are to occupy. If I occupy this room, then I'm in it for a reason and a purpose. I have purpose in my life and so do you. So if you occupy something, that means the presence of the Lord within you is here to do something. Can I get an amen? amen? You have the presence of the Lord within you to do something, to go somewhere, and to be his expression here on earth. Occupy until he comes. Occupy until he comes. Don't be idle. Occupy. Say, I'm not gonna be idle. I'm gonna occupy and I'm pressing in. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Press in. Press in. Luke eighteen eight. Luke eighteen eight. He says, When the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith? On the earth, when the son of man comes, will he really find faith? So in other words, he might, he may find faith, but is he going to really kind? Is he going to really find the kind of faith that actually moves mountains? Is he going to find the kind of faith that says, I believe no matter what I see. I'm pressing in no matter what I hear. I'm going forward no matter what is being spoken against me. I have the really kind of faith, really kind of faith will he really really find faith here on earth are we being tested as a church yes this is a test Are you going to pass the test? Yes, you are. You're already here today. Because you're here today tells me that you're not coming into a coward mentality, but you know that you are a conqueror in Christ, and you're not going to comply. You're going to rise up and push forward with the really kind of faith, the faith that moves mountains. Because we serve the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And Jesus is king, and his law is his word, and it never changes. Say, it never changes. And anybody that tells me to go contrary to the word of God, I am not going to heed, I'm not going to follow, because I would be bowing my knee to a demon. Does that make sense? Okay, so let's turn our Bibles to Daniel chapter 3. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they did not bow their knee to that golden image, even though everyone, all of the others that were around them were all doing what? They were all bowing down. They were all cowering. They were all falling suit. They were all moving as if they didn't have a brain, as if they didn't have any conviction, or they actually had to go against their conviction. Therefore, that's a sin against God. These three Hebrew boys were thrown into the fiery furnace because of it. Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, They refuse to bow down to that king's image. Are you going to stand for righteousness, peace, and joy, which is found in the Holy Ghost? Or are you going to allow the situations that may come in the tomorrows of life to steal your peace, to move you from position, and to cause you to silence your mouth when God says, you are the church, you are the ecclesia, which means you're not just the body of Christ, but you're the gathered ones. The ecclesia is not just the church, not just the people, but it's the people that gather. Amen. They're in the word. If you look up the word ecclesia, you will find that it is the church, but it's also those that assemble. You can't assemble quite the same way online. You can't do it. it serves a purpose, but it doesn't serve the ecclesia. And I'm sorry if some of you guys don't like that I said that. I'm saying it again. It is not gonna serve the same purpose. It doesn't do the will of God. Can you get a good message that way? Absolutely. Can the spirit of God move through an online platform? Of course he can. Of course he can. Is it the will of God for you to sit home in your pajamas, having your lattes, and watching through some kind of a screen every time you go or supposedly go to church? No. Because the ecclesia is the gathering. It's the assembling together. It is the gathering. It is the gathering in person. It is assembling in person. I don't care if it's done inside of a building or if it's done outside of a building, but it's the gathering. Say it's the gathering. It's, the gathering. it's important that we understand what the will of God is because we are going to move in the will of God no matter what is going to come against this world, the church, right? Yeah. Let's, look at, uh, let's look at chapter 3 of Daniel. You know, you may have heard, too, people saying, well, how about Romans 13? Obey, obey the governing authorities. Obey the governing authorities. We obey the governing authorities when they are in alignment with the Word of God. I've taught you this before. You're not going to obey a governing authority when he tells you to go contrary to the Word of God. And so because of the new uh, reclosing, shall I say, the reclosing of the churches, this is insane. It's insane. It's not of God. It's not of God. It's not godly. It is not the will of God. If you allow the enemy to cause you to buy that lie, you have just allowed him to steal your purpose, your power, and the presence of God a little at a time. A little at a time. You think it's no big deal. I'm just going to stay home. I'm just going to do it this way. You will start becoming watered down. A watered down Christian. You will start to not really heed the fullness of God because you'll become complacent. Yeah. It's true. This is the tactic of the enemy. This is why he works so hard right now in trying to keep churches closed down. We were not called to be shut down. Jesus is not a Democrat. He's not a Republican. He's a king. And we serve the king of kings, do we not? And we abide by his law, his word, all of his word. So don't let somebody twist the scripture and say, you're not, not following Romans 13 so yes we are oh yes we are because when the bible when god when the man says something contrary to the word we say oh no 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 you go ask you go ask the 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 hebrew midwives why didn't they do what they were told to do you go ask them you go ask them because let me tell you something god says when i speak something to you don't you let the fear of man come against you don't you bow shadrach meshach and abednego did not bow everybody else could you imagine being these three hebrew boys Could you imagine the statue being built up? Everybody bows except for them. They're standing up like a sore thumb. And it wasn't just once. He says, "Well, well, well, maybe you didn't hear me the first time. Maybe I need to re-say. You know, of course you got the tattlers. Does anybody know about the, the mask police? Anybody, okay, you got those toddlers like, why is she not wearing arms, arm? isn't supposed to be, you know, isn't it a rule, isn't it required here? So you got the police, you know, that people feel like they got to go around and police you, they got to go around and report you, because you're actually free. Excuse me, but I've got something, and it's called breathing that I need to do. I can't do that with that mask. Can't do that with that, not, not correctly. So, because of that, I choose not to wear it. And I'm not sick, so I'm not wearing a mask. But let me tell you something. No, 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 seriously. I, there's too much. There's too much complacency. There's too much people compl- When people comply to an ungodly dictatorship, you know what? You can't complain for what you get. Right. We can't complain for what we end up getting we can't complain because i'll tell you right now so right now what are we doing we're saying no 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 no. we are going to abide by the word of god all of it and if it's if it if it causes us to be like shadrach meshach and Abednego, the only three standing up so be it so be it because you know what my god is able to save me from the fire and if and if my days are ended i just get to go be with jesus a little sooner than i thought doesn't sound like a too bad of a deal to me but my God is able to rescue me. My God is able to take me through. My God is able to protect me. My God is able to speak to me. My God is able to rise raise me up. My God is able to do whatever he needs to do to see that heaven and earth is on my side. He's going to move heaven and earth in order to minister to you. He's going to move heaven and earth and we got to know that. We got to know that we know that we know. This is not rebellion speaking. This is authority in Jesus' name. This is authority in in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen? Okay, let me read here. Math, uh, Daniel chapter 3. So in verse 1, Nebuchadnezzar, the king, made an image of gold. And it goes on to say how high it was, 60 cubits, Uh, and and its width was six cubits and he set it up in the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon and King Nebuchadnezzar sent word to gather together the satraps, the administrators, the governors the counselors, the treasurers, the judges, the magistrates officials, provinces, all of them to come to this dedication what did he do? He sent word he sent a word, he sent a word he spoke, kind of like a mandate he spoke, kind of like a regulation everyone needs to come we're going to dedicate this image, which King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Oh, how convenient. So all of them, they come. And verse 4, then a herald cried out, To you, it is commanded, Oh people, it's commanded. Oh people, peoples, nations, and languages. In other words, all of you. No one gets to be exempt. That at the time you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the harp, the lyre, the, the psaltery, the symphony, with all kinds of music, you shall fall down and worship the gold image that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. Why do we think this is so far from what we would ever experience now on earth? It's not it is not that far off it is not and as a matter of fact whether you whether you have eyes to see it happening or not it's already happening you may not see an actual literal image that's of gold and everyone bowing down to it but I pray God opens your eyes that you will see it because it is happening it is happening right now and it's happening in the church and because the church there's so many fearful people and let me tell you this has to do with money should I say that I'm going to say it. It has to do with money. People are too afraid to get sued. But you know what? Either God is going to be your God or mammon, and you've got to choose right now. you got to choose whom you trust right now. Oh, I got people looking at me like, Amen. Amen. That's right. It's true. Either you're going to serve God or you're going to serve the love of money. That's right. That's it. God didn't call Pastor. Apostle, who, whatever the title may be, prophets, evangelists, and teachers, into the fivefold ministry, so that they can be a hireling. That's right. That's right. I don't think you're hearing me. He didn't call the fivefold offices so that they could then only serve when it's convenient and when it doesn't hit their pocket. That's right. yeah. Amen. It's true. in it or he's not. Either he's called you or he hasn't. And I know he's called you as an individual people, but I'm talking about leaders right now. Either he's called you or he hasn't. And if he's called you, then you're going to have the courage of God to stand for truth and do the will of God. And don't let a whole bunch of people that are speaking all these, all these things in your ears that have to do with laws and rules and regulations and they're all man-made junk it's the will of the enemy for you to shut down sit down and close your doors and go home it is the will of the enemy it is not the will of God and the church has to realize we cannot bow to that demon it is a demon whether you look at it like a demon or not it is a demon you have rights you do have rights and some of those rights are not just in the constitution but in the word of god either you're going to say lord i'm going to serve you no matter what the cost no matter what comes against me no matter what may happen i serve you which means wholeheartedly which means not when it's convenient for me completely see in america we're not used to the persecution the little persecution that some of us are experiencing right now. This is a shame to even call it persecution. When you think about what third world countries actually literally have to go through and have had to for so much of the time. But the church it needs to wake up because it's, it's been way too comfortable. And so yes i am speaking a hard message because you know we have to this is your time to arise and shine i've told you before the best time to be alive is now the best time to be alive is now but if it's the best time be, to be alive you got to do something with that you can't be hiding you got to do something with it because if it's the best time and and if god's spirit is upon you if god has given you opportunities right now then what kind of an opportunity is it when you don't take it because you're hiding in your house? Exactly. You're squandering an opportunity. And I didn't think that's how you guys wanted that's to be. Right. You don't, right? Say, not, that's right, not me. I'm going to do the will of God. All of it. Okay, let me go back to where we were at here. So King Nebuchadnezzar set up this thing and he says, Whoever does not fall down, verse 6, and worship, shall be cast immediately into the midst of a burning fiery furnace so we don't really have burning fiery furnaces not really yeah not yet we don't really have burning fiery furnaces here but we have other things and we have other ways that that judgment or punishment or or breaking of what they call a law it's not a law to gather guys It's not a law. It's not against the law. Excuse me. It's not against the law for us to gather. It's actually in the law for us to gather. The assembling to peacefully gather is actually part of your constitution. But of course, words are being twisted right now. Words are being twisted so much right now and people buy into it because of the word choice. The word choice. Oh, you're breaking the law. No, we're not breaking the law. We are not breaking the law together. We're actually falling right in step with what the law says. Not just the constitution, but the law of God, which is the highest order. So, burning, thrown into the burning, fiery furnace. So, you know, the consequences, you know, that are being stated of what might happen if you don't comply. Well, let me tell you, I didn't say yes to Jesus as long as I'd never suffer a day. I never said yes to Jesus as long as it was a cushiony, comfortable ride. And I hope you guys didn't either. I hope that's not how the gospel was presented to you when you said yes to Jesus. Because if it was, we need to start back at the beginning. Because that's not the right gospel. Is this making sense right now? Verse 7. Verse 7. So at that time, when all the people heard, all the people heard the sound, does everybody hear what's going on? Of course, even if you don't have social media, even if you're not watching the news, everybody here, because your mother's going to call you, your grandmother's going to call you, your brother that you haven't talked to in three years is going to call you. Everybody in the face of the earth is going to come out of the woodwork to make sure you know exactly what's going on. So I think we all know what's going on. Amen. So at that time when all the people heard the sound of the horn, the flute, the harp, on and on, all the people, all the nation's languages fell down and worshipped. They all complied. Fear, tactics of fear. I'm going to manipulate so I'm going to make sure they fall into fear. I'm going to speak lies so that, they, that so I've got them so fearful they're going to do what they would have not otherwise have done. They worship, they fall down, they worship the gold image, which King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. The guy went crazy, you guys. Come on, we know the story. This man was full of demons for many, many years. So, verse 8, therefore at that time, certain Chaldeans came forward and accused the Jews. What do they do? They, they came forward and they accused the Jews. They don't. They're not standing. They're not bowing. They're not bowing. They're not wearing a mask. How come they're still gathering? They're accusing the Jews, they came up and they said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Why are they not bowing down? Why are they not bowing down? I really, want, I really want you to see the parallels right now. I really want you to see the parallels right now. And so they spoke to King Nebuchadnezzar. O king, live forever. You, O king, have made a decree that everyone who hears the sound of the horn, the flute, the lyre, the psaltery, the symphony with all kinds of music shall fall down and worship the gold image. You already said this. They're not doing it. Tattletales. It's like, wait, are we going back to third grade? Sounds like it. <laughs> and whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Consequence for not listening and complying to a cruel dictator. It's not the kind of God you serve, guys. There are certain Jews whom, who, whom you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, calling them out by name. These men, they haven't paid you do regard they don't they do not serve your gods nor worship the gold image which you have set up and then nebuchadnezzar in rage and in fury gave the command shadrach meshach and abednego so they brought these men before the king and there was a stern rebuke down in verse 15, in the middle of verse 15, he says, But if you do not worship, you shall be cast immediately into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. What would you do? Like, it's easy to say right now, maybe. I wouldn't do it. Think and say, Lord, you give me strength. Because I am not going to be like that. And you don't know what tomorrow holds. We know Jesus holds it. God's holds. He holds tomorrow. So you make sure that you're in him every day. Every day. So in the midst of the burning, fiery furnace, and who is the God who will deliver you from my hands? Are you kidding me right now? Are you kidding me right now? He is trying to come against the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings, and there's nothing new under the sun. Like our governor, I do think that he wouldn't even say something like this. He is saying things like this. He's not saying it word for word, but he is saying things like this. And so many people are going, okay, okay, okay. No, no. Don't do that. Don't comply. Don't let the spirit of fear, intimidation, and bully, that bully spirit, come against you or your loved ones. Verse 17. If that is the case, look at what the response was. Our God, whom we serve, We serve him. Don't we serve Jesus? We serve our God. Our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. And he will deliver us from your hand, O king. He's going to deliver us from your hand, O king. You need to know what the response is when you're confronted. You've got to know. You've got to be thinking ahead of time. What will be your response? Daniel had already said in his heart that he was not going to sin against God. He already said, I am separated. I am separating myself from the culture of this world. I'm going to live for him. A man of an excellent spirit is what he was and and what he had. But he had already decided ahead of time. Verse 18. But if not, I love this because no matter what happens, No matter if your prayer is answered exactly as you thought it was going to be answered or not. But if not, he's telling this cruel dictator that just wants everyone to give him a big old fat ego, bow down. These three men says, but if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your God, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up and it didn't stop there. He's like, really? You're going into the fire and I'm turning it up seven times hotter. Really? Because the son of man is going to come and he's going to walk in the midst and you're going to see it. Jesus is setting it up that if you stand in faith and you keep on decreeing the name of Jesus throughout this time, that God is getting all the glory because if you lift up the son of man he's going to draw all people unto himself this is what the word says so it this is there is no better time for you to be bold as a christian than now there is no better time than right now when things are not being confronted in your face thrown in your face when you're not when you're not looking at a situation that's a confrontation great it's easy you can share Jesus, you may not, but right now it's critical. People yeah. need to see there is hope and you carry it. Yeah. Let me tell you, when all the Christians can't be, you can't decipher if that's a Christian or if that's a Christian because they don't look any different, they don't act any different, they don't talk any differently, then what, is the, what have you been raised up to do? We've been raised up for such a time as yeah. this to bring forth the glory of God, to be bold in our faith, to speak out there where the world needs to hear hope. Jesus is still on the throne. He is still God. He is still king. Nothing changes. He does not change. So we have to make sure we are coming in agreement with him. Hallelujah. So let's look at verse 20. So he commands certain mighty men of valor who were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach. Oh, really? You're not going to listen? We're going to just bind you up? We're going to go ahead and throw you into this burning, fiery furnace that we have already heated up seven times stronger? And these men were bound in their, in their coats, in their trousers, in their turbans, everything that they had. They didn't have time to go home and tell mama. They didn't have time to go home and, and put, that, put the groceries away or make sure. They didn't have time to do anything. They were thrown in exactly how they were. So think about it. Some people that are taken away exactly as they are right now. No time for anything. I'm just trying to make this real. I'm trying to put you in this situation, in the story, because it's not that different. So they're all, they've got everything on and they were cast in the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Verse 22, therefore, because the king's command was urgent. Oh, it was so urgent. Yes, because we had three people that weren't helping you feed your ego. So the king's command was so urgent and the furnace was exceedingly hot. The flame of the fire killed those men who took up. Shadrach Meshach and Abednego what, what kind of a fire is gonna burn up the ones that are doing the throwing but not the ones that happen to land in the fire It doesn't make any sense yeah. except for that when God be for you who can be against you yeah. except for that when God says I have called you to be my voice to be my hands and feet we get to see the greater miracles when we say yes Lord no matter what I'll serve you amen. yes no matter what amen. amen and we know the story we know the end of the story I see four men looking loose, four men loose, verse 25. Because King Nebuchadnezzar, he goes and he, and he looks down and he says, wait a minute, wait a minute, verse 24. Did we not cast three men bound into this fire? Bound, tied up in the fire. Come on, you can't really get too far away from the fire when you're bound up in the midst of the fire. Fully clothed. How many of you know fabric burns? Like quickly. But not these men and not you because god is going to see to it that he is your forward guard and your rear guard he's going to see to it that no matter what assignment is coming against you it's falling to the ground and it's bearing no fruit did we not cast three men into the fiery furnace they said yes it's true verse 25 look King Nebuchadnezzar, I see, he says, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire and they are not hurt. They are not hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the son of God. That same spirit that rescued them is the same spirit that is rescuing you. But we've got to remember that we're going to walk with holy boldness. We're going to walk with holy boldness, not shrinking back. Like I said in the beginning, you're not going to be one that's going to conform and comply. You're here to conquer. You're here to conquer, and you're going forward in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen? We are going to do according to the will of God. We are not going to allow any assignment, any rule, any dictatorship, anything coming against us to say, no, you can't do what God says you're supposed to do, because we are the ecclesia, and the church, the ecclesia, is the gathered saints, is the saints that are assembled. Regardless of where you're assembled, you're assembled in person. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. So we're called to rule as his ambassadors. Matthew 16:18. Matthew 16:18, his word says, On this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. On this rock, on this rock. Jesus is the rock. Jesus is our rock. We build our life on Jesus. We build our life. We make sure that our life is built on prayer. Prayer is the foundation of who we are as a church, and it's the foundation of who you are as a God-fearing person. And his word says that on this rock, he is building his ecclesia. On your life, he is building ecclesia. On this church, he is building what he has ordained from the foundations of the earth, from the very beginning. He is a God outside of time, he's created time, he's outside of time. There is no beginning, there is no end. He always was. So, we have to understand in him lies fullness of power, in him lies the fullness of authority. In him, so if it goes against the word of God, it's going against what you're gonna do and what you're gonna believe. Amen. So, and the gates of hell, the gates of Hades, shall not prevail against the church. The gates of Hades shall not prevail against you. We have to turn to, let's turn to Luke 10. Let's turn to Luke 10, 19 and 20. We say, verse 19, quite often, Jesus said, Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. But let's go to verse 20. Let's go to verse 20. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven, that the spirits are subject to you. The spirits are subject to you the spirits every ungodly spirit is subject to you we read this verse and sometimes it causes people to have this this unhealthy ungodly humility oh yeah that's right oh yeah that's right i don't want to be you know i don't get too happy here you know i don't want to rejoice in this because you know i don't want to rejoice it you know do have you ever heard of somebody that they're like, oh yeah, that's right. Put me back in my place. Can I read the rest of this verse? And it says right here, oh yeah, you know, don't rejoice in this, but rather rejoice because my name is written in heaven. Oh, thank God. My name is written in heaven. Thank God. Well, what do you do with the demon that's prowling all in front of you? You see, what happens is people use this scripture to kind of put a chill. Take a chill pill, like step back a little bit. Like don't get too excited. No, you missed the point in here. Of course, our names are written in heaven, but there's a job for you to do right here. So don't say nevertheless, don't rejoice in this. Oh, I'm going to rejoice in what? That the spirits are subject to me. The sp- Spirits are subject to you. You got to get this scripture memorized. At least that part of it. The the scripture says right here, the spirits are subject to you. So what are you doing with the spirits that are actually subject to you? We already read the first part of this. You are going to trample down. Snakes and scorpions. You don't have to be afraid of any power that's coming against you. Because Jesus said, I've anointed you and given you power and authority. But he said the spirits are subject to you. That means they need to do what you're telling them they need to do. That means that in your home, when you're coming against a, a soul spirit, or a bully spirit, and it's in your home, that spirit is subject to you. God in you. Luke 10 19 that we have authority over snakes and scorpions and we're supposed to trample over them but all of a sudden with coronavirus all of a sudden people thought they forgot they forgot that you have authority over coronavirus just like you did from snakes and scorpions which one is worse come on a snake and a scorpion is just a demonic spirit that's all it is It's a demonic spirit so you have authority over coronavirus you start getting sick you command that thing to go don't wait till it becomes a bigger issue you command it to go right away command it to go right away you have authority over your body don't let someone else do what god said you're to do for you right we're to do this for us we're to do this not just for us but we're to do this for our seed and our seed seed for our generation because god says i've entrusted this in your in in my believers life i've entrusted my spirit i've entrusted you to carry out my word what are you doing with my word And so we're standing in unity, and we have the boldness of God, we have the faith of God, and we have the joy of the Lord, which is our strength. That's why I'm going to say it again, I'm going to end. We are living in the best times, because the glory of God is going to fall in greater portions. Greater portions, in greater proportions. The glory of God, His manifested presence is going to fault but let me tell you you're going to be on the receiving end and you're also going to be on the giving end receiving everything he's called you to receive but then also being a conduit giving out to others because you are here on earth to be the tangible hands and feet of jesus in the the name name of jesus we take authority over the spirit of fear that's trying to plague them and bring them back 20 steps forget about this two steps back trying to take them back 20 steps father in the name of jesus we forbid it the spirits are subject to us And so in the name of Jesus, we bind that spirit of fear. We command it to go, and we decree that faith triumphs over fear in Jesus' name. Amen? Give God all the glory. Yes, we give you praise. We glorify your name, Lord. We worship you, and we thank you in the mighty name of Jesus.